Welcome to Rad Reading, a bookish podcast where the R stands for Refresh and the D stands for Discover, and where we try to help you do those two things for your reading life. I'm Ronnie Lauren, a best-selling romance author who likes her reading life to be big on variety and full of complicated characters. And I'm Dawn Alexander, an indie editor who never met a whodunit she didn't want to solve or an intricate plot she didn't want to untangle. We are two very different readers, but two very good friends who love to talk books. Join us as we tackle reading roadblocks, give our best bookish tips, and of course, recommend all the great reads that have kept us turning the pages that week. Let's get started. Welcome back to Rad Reading. I'm Ronnie. And I'm Dawn. And today we have a special episode for you. So we're going to do basically like a casual Friday. We're going to be talking books and we have two special guests. Um, So Dawn, why don't you talk to us about our guests and introduce everybody. Well, I'm going to let our guests introduce themselves, but we have guests and I'm so excited they're here. So we'll start over here. Hello, I'm Jessica Snyder. I am a romance editor and an author coach. And hi, I'm Stacey Woodson. I'm a short mystery fiction writer. All right, you guys. So we get different recommendations today from different points of view, people who read and write other kinds of things. So hopefully we'll have lots of variety today. Um, but we're keeping it really casual. So each of us are going to have two recommendations that we want to share with you. And Dawn and I, of course, will do our rad reading rec. And then we're also going to talk about what we're currently reading. And before we get started, I have to brag on Stacy because I knew she wasn't going to mention this, but she just won a Derringer. Oh, yay. So Congratulations. Her, her um, short story is listed as one of our rad recs. Nice. Which and one is that? So people remember. Two tamales, one tokarove, and a lifetime of broken promises. It's from the Guns and Tacos series. I remember that title because it was very unique. <laughs> yes. Yes. So we have to brag on her just a little bit. So Jessica and Stacey are here seeing me, which I'm so excited about, but we're going to see Ronnie for dinner and we're excited about that too, but they are getting the full Texas experience. So they had backyard hamburgers ready right. when they got here. <laughs> and then we're going out for barbecue tonight and tomorrow night we're going line dancing oh, and really? to a rodeo <laughs> nice you're really going for it you're leaning into it <laughs> I, I want to um, just kind of point out that Ronnie did not jump at the chance to go line dancing with us <laughs> you know you would be surprised on so back in Louisiana there used to be a club called mud bugs that was like this huge back in the day when like 90s country was the thing and line dancing was like you know and I used to go all the time because they would let under 18. So I did in my life actually get into line dancing. I would probably not do it with y'all today, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I do, do still know how to do the boot scoot and boogie. I, I do know that one still. So in my all the life, life skills you ever needed are right there. <laughs> yes. All right. So y'all have an exciting meat filled. It sounds like <laughs> lots of meat, lots of yes. food. Oh, and apple cobbler. Okay. Well, I, uh, I've passed along that recipe to Dawn and now I think she's made it more than I have. So she's become the professional apple cobbler maker, but all right. So we're here to talk about books. Um, who is going to start today with your first recommendation? Any volunteers? I volunteer. <laughs> Not as tribute. If this was the hunger games, I am totally out. <laughs> I'm like, I'm real sorry. You have to die now, sis. Bye. <laughs> So we're recommending two books, and then we're going to talk about what we're currently reading. So my first recommendation is going to come out right after this episode drops, and that is, again, we're still on this Freaky Friday thing because mine are romance recommendations. Um, It is Make Me Shiver, and it is by Marie Johnston, 
And it is the second book in her Oil Baron series, but you really don't have to read the first book. The character Delaney makes an appearance in the first book, but you could just read this as a standalone. But what I love about this is Delaney went off, it's a small town romance. She went off into the world, met this guy, got married and didn't bother to tell anybody. <laughs> the bird disapproves of that. If y'all can hear that, that's, that's not explaining that that's not okay. She had a family emergency and because of reasons, she just left. And she's back in the small town, helping her parents on their ranch. It's a year and a half later. She comes in all like covered in mud and dirt and other farm stuff from fixing a fence. And her husband is standing on his on their front porch in his Armani suit and has never seen her less than completely made up, has no idea she was from the small town. And it's a great little small town second chance type thing. There's also a little family feud going on. So yeah, it's a sweet little just, I like this romance and um, that's Make Me Shiver by Marie Johnston. All right. Anybody else have a romance so we can stay on theme that they're recommending? I have a romance author. Okay. So I guess my second book is also romantic suspense, so it would count. Um, But I really love Angelina Lopez. She has a new book out called After Hours on Milagro Street. Mm -hmm. And um, she writes, just in general, her writing is really beautiful. She writes really viscerally, like you feel the connection between the characters. Um, Her sex scenes are very visceral. She writes alpha heroines, which I love because we don't see a lot of alpha heroines. Awesome. Uh, And she's just like a really good writer. I love her books. She's a really good person too. I share an agent with her. So (laughs) I know Angelina. (laughs) Yes. I second that recommendation, but um, Stacey, what's your recommendation for us? Well, I have to echo Angelina. Also, I love her. (laughs) Um, I have Sandra Brown's um, Blind Tiger, and um, it takes place during the Prohibition era, um, and Blind Tiger is another name for a speakeasy. It's a Mm -hmm. generic term, but our general term, I should say, but it was was really wonderful to escape into a different uh, period of history, especially with everything that was going on, and in fact, Sandra Brown even has talked about how she researched this story and worked on it um, when she was you know, during COVID, during the quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course it has the, the dual protagonists. Um, Thatcher Hutton is a war vet who's um, traveling through town and uh, jumps off a train. And he's accused of killing a woman um, who is married to the local doctor. And so that's what's the inciting incident, of course. And there is a female um counterpart who he is very attracted to and um she actually is a moonshiner and so as he stays in town and he they discover he isn't responsible for this this murder he um becomes he assists the sheriff's department and so of course now he's got this woman he's interested in he's a moonshiner so it's really fun um Mm -hmm. you have rival moonshiners and you get to escape into a, a period of time that um not a lot of us read about too much anymore awesome and for anybody who either is a Sandra Brown fan or, you know, has it read her and is curious, Faded Mates did a podcast episode with her, like they're interviewing romance legends. 
And her interview was so fantastic. So I listened to it this week. So it's kind of funny that you're recommending that book because I think she actually talked about that book. Um, but if you're into Sandra Brown, anybody who's listening as well, um, that was a great interview. So that's the Faded Mates podcast, which is a romance podcast. But um, well, I guess it's my turn. So I'm going to preface this by saying this is sort of a recommendation and it's sort of not. Um, has anybody ever had a book that you like don't know how to rate because you liked so much of something, but then like there's parts of it that you really like hated, <laughs> but it, in between you enjoyed the experience of reading it? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> So I didn't know how to rate this. So this is Hello Sunshine by Laura Dave. It's been on my shelf for literal years now. Um, and it's about the heroine is a food, like cookbook author and a food blogger. And she's kind of on the cusp of getting her food network show. And she's got this whole social media following. Um, and you find out pretty early on, like, you know, she doesn't know how to cook. So she's basically a fraud. She says she's from like this small farm town and like farm to table. And she's really from like Montauk and the Hamptons, you know? Um, and so when she's about to sign this contract or kind of announce her contract, um, it's leaked that she's not the person that she's supposed to be. Um, someone leaks a sex tape video of her with someone who other than her husband. Um, and she loses everything in like an instant and she has to go, including her husband. And she has to go back to Montauk with her sister who they have a very complicated relationship and haven't spoken and she's got nowhere to go. So literally everybody in this book, except for the six-year-old daughter of the sister is unlikable. Like everyone is unlikable. And usually I have trouble with that. Um, but it was like the lightest, breeziest, easiest book to read. Like if you needed something by the pool, I would say like great pool book but you'll hate everyone. And then there's a decision at the end that I'm not going to spoil that I will talk about with you guys probably at dinner tonight that I'm like, <laughs> no, no. Um, so I had no idea how to rate it. So I'm recommending it with reservation. If you want something breezy and summery and like kind of gossipy, like bad people behaving badly, um, go for it. If you need to like your characters, you might want to skip this one. So that was Hello Sunshine by Laura Dave. And I already know what that decision was because I already got the text. <laughs> I'm reading this. And so, yeah, I already know about that one. Yeah. Yeah. So Dawn, what's your next one? So my next one, um, again, romance, because for our next episode, I've got some really great, really heavy stuff for y'all. This time I needed some light stuff. And it is Baby for the Boss Hole by Nadia <laughs> Lee. <laughs> which first of all that's just a great title but it is an absolutely over the top rom-com like it um the tagline for it is this is where we're going to lose our clean rating again <laughs> the tagline for it is my boss is a jerk but when I discover him clutching his sausage and moaning my name I make a mistake that I can't take back okay. <laughs> and so that's a tagline yeah, that's a tagline right <laughs> It starts off with the main character is in finance, super overworked. Her boss is just horribly obnoxious. And she's working till like midnight on a Friday night after putting in a bazillion hour week and her Excel spreadsheet freezes. We all know that feeling, not necessarily with Excel, but that moment where the little box pops up and it's like, word is going to close because of a problem. Mm -hmm. Hope you saved everything. Bye. 
So her spreadsheet freezes, she loses some work, she freaks out and decides she's going to go tell her boss exactly what she thinks of him. And she busts open into his office and he's having some quality alone time. (laughs) And things just get crazier from there. But it is a great laugh out loud. This is insane. But I love these characters because you really do start to really like the characters in it. Like I would go have margaritas with the main character. Mm-hmm. And it's a, like you were saying, by the beach, just hanging out, kind of reading this and enjoying the fact that you don't work for that company. So <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. All right. Who's next? Is it Jess? It's yep. Jess. I'll go next. Um, my second recommendation is a romantic suspense. It's called Tinderbox by Rachel Grant. And I read this a couple months ago and immediately recommended it to everybody I knew who was a writer. Um, because the one thing that really stood out to me is that Grant ups the stakes in every single scene. So like it starts out and I don't want to spoil too much, but it starts out and um, this woman finds out basically there's a bomb underneath her car. In the next scene, like bad guys are after her and the two guys who are trying to save her. And then it just keeps getting worse. And sometimes the stakes are external and someone else could get hurt. Sometimes it's emotional stakes and she's going to be hurt or she's going to hurt someone else emotionally. Sometimes the entire world is in danger. Um, So that one was really good, really fast paced um, from like a structural point of view, which is how I read everything. And it's kind of terrible that my brain works that way. (laughs) Um, But structurally, I thought it was really, really well done, tightly paced. Um, The story moves fast and you constantly want to know what's going to happen next. So you're constantly turning the pages. Yeah. Once you're writing and editing, we read books and it's like, we're trying to turn off that part of our brain of like, don't analyze, don't analyze. But yeah, it's really hard not to. Now, if I don't, if I read a book and I completely didn't analyze the whole time, I'm like, this must've been amazing (laughs) because I got swept up. (laughs) Well, and I always have to do the, you're not here to fix it. You're just reading, keep going. Just, just (laughs) just swipe to the next page. It'll be fine. Just keep going. That's why I text you when I get angry at a book because I'm like, I can't fix it. So I must text you. (laughs) (laughs) So I have to share it with my friend. I actually will take notes when I'm writing, when I start to get really frustrated. I don't know if it's like an outlet, but Mm -hmm. um, I'll find myself if um, either on a notebook or even on the book itself. I know, don't judge me, but um, (laughs) I'll be, I'll underline something, put a little note in pencil, but it's there. I feel like I need to like, you know, because I'm trying to get back into it, but I feel like I have to go back and analyze it as a writer as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So it is, it's a blessing and a curse right? When you, you start seeing things that way. We all need a self-help program. Yes. <laughs> <to read. laughs> uh, my uh, second recommendation is a thriller. It's called The Escaped Artist by Brad Mel- Metzler. Meltzer. Meltzer. Thank you. Meltzer. <laughs> um, and I'm going to screw this up too. And just is going to correct me. There's a, <laughs> there's a mortician. Uh, he's the protagonist. This is really interesting. His name is Jim Zig. He goes by Zig. Zigorowski. Yes. Um, and <laughs> I, I'm a veteran, so military characters really intrigue me, especially unique ones like a mortician who um, this character in particular works at a U.S. government base, uh, Dover, Delaware, uh, Dover, Delaware Air Force Base, um, and he works on top secret high profile cases, and he is looking at a body of a young girl that reminds him of a friend of his daughter's, and so obviously this this concerns him. He's upset. This This woman who he thinks that she is 
um, saved his daughter from a horrifying incident at Girl Scout camp. So he feels this connection to her. And through the autopsy process or his the process by which he prepares the body, he found um, a note in this woman's stomach. Oh. And um, <laughs> I don't want to give the rest away because it'll ruin the twist, but it, it, it's an amazing book. It's fascinating. It's a page turner. Um, and so I highly recommend it. I really like in suspense when they have a cool job, like when I get to learn about some other job that, Hey, I would never, ever do because I'm definitely not going to be a mortician. So that sounds interesting. Dawn, we have switched places. Like you said, Freaky Friday. I do have actually a suspense mystery. So instead of a romance, but, um, this one is for anyone who likes a puzzle. So it's called the appeal by Janice Hallett, H A L L E T T. So this book is technically epistolary, which is a novel told in letters, but in this it's text messages and um, emails, and then sometimes documents. But the way it's set up is that, so there are like two interns, like law students, and their professor or somebody has given them all these documents and said, okay, we're reviewing this case. Someone is in jail for it, for the murder that you're going to find out about. I think it's the wrong person but here are all the documents. I want y'all to go through everything. And I want y'all to come up with your theories of what you think happened. Um, so there are a lot of characters when you're starting this book and I had trouble. So for the first like 20%, I was like, okay, so this is this person sending an email to that person. And this is this person. Sending and I was so confused. It's a theater group that is kind of at the core of this. And all the people in the theater group work together on this play, but in the periphery, there is a, one of the couples that runs the theater group, their child is sick. And so they're going to start raising money for her cancer treatment and things. And that's kind of where the story is going to go. Um, but how they raise the money and what happens to the money and all of this is where kind of the mystery comes in. But I had to tell myself at like the 20% mark, okay, I either need to quit this book or I need to let go of the fact that I need to know every single thing about every single person that's going on. Cause I would have to take so many notes so I'm like, the writing is good enough. And I've heard great recommendations about this book that I'm just going to have to like go with it. So once I decided to go with it and say, okay, I don't remember who Sarah is versus who this person is versus who, but it will eventually come together for me. I'm going to trust that in the 400 pages, we're going to get there <laughs> and, and you do. So it takes some patience. Now I will, I've read this on ebook. I would recommend paper for this one because I really would have liked to easily flip back and go, wait, who was that? What did they do? What did they say in this email? Um, because it really is like a puzzle game. So there are parts in it that the professor comes in and are like, okay, now I'm going to tell you after you've read this, that one person in is, is in jail, two people you're reading about. Hey guys, it's Ronnie. I'm popping in really quick here because I realized as I was editing this episode, that the next thing I say is a bit of a spoiler. I don't want to ruin any of the experience of the appeal for you. So I've cut that out. So if the episode seems to jump, it does. And that's why, okay, back to the episode. And so if you like that kind of book, if you like super deep characterization, not for you, I am usually a character person, but this one was intriguing enough that the puzzle I wanted to know, but you know how to solve it. So give yourself some time on this one. It's not one to just easy breezy flip through. And if you're really like a puzzle person, like Dawn, I could see you being kind of obsessed with like, I am taking notes, damn it. <laughs> like I'm going to take notes and I know who this person is. And this just shot to the top of my TBR, but I am going to get it. I will get it on paper. 
because yeah. yes, I need to be able to flip back. I can't, I can't move on. If I'm like, I don't know who Sarah is, who is Sarah? I need to know who right. Sarah is. What page was Sarah on? Right. And plus it's about a theater group and Dawn, since your child has been involved in theater and you've been a theater mom, you know, that yes. there are very unique personalities in a theater group and lots of dynamics and politics. <laughs> I said, unique personalities is a really good way to put that. Yeah. Yeah. Being diplomatic, but yeah. So if y'all are interested in that kind of puzzle, it's called the appeal by Janice Hallett. Also, no one is likable on this one either. Pretty much ever. you, you don't like anybody. <laughs> so that's my theme this week is unlikable people. Bonnie <laughs> yes. doesn't need people she likes anymore. <laughs> Apparently like- not. Apparently not. So, all right. So those are our recommendations for this week, but um, we also are going to talk about what we are currently reading. So Dawn, what are you currently reading? Okay. So this is where y'all are going to laugh. <laughs> Because there's not aliens, just FYI. There's no aliens, no shapeshifters. Um, in one of the previous episodes, I talked about the book Praise by Sarah Kate. Mm-hmm. And so I looked into her backlist. So I'm reading Gravity by Sarah Kate. And it is this girl sister, her twin sister, is dating this guy who's very rich and like his family owns an island and they all have helicopters and she and her sister go and visit a lot and she kind of has a crush on the guy her sister's dating's brother who's there often and one day the two brothers are supposed to be flying somewhere to do some kind of promotion for the company and her sister ends up going with her boyfriend instead in the airplane or in i can't remember if it's an airplane or a helicopter anyway they crash and so her sister and the brother die And then it fast forwards five or six years and the girl is now a stripper and she is on stage and the father of the two brothers is in the club and talks to her and basically wants to pay her a million dollars for three months to come back out to the island, spend some time with his other son and try to get his other son back like into the world. Like he's completely lost in his grief. And so it's really good. It's, I really enjoy the writing. It turned into an unexpected love triangle. Okay. And I haven't quite finished it yet, but what's fun about it is really good. Super, super sexy. I can't figure out who I want her to pick. <laughs> That's a it's, good love triangle story. <laughs> yes. It's a good love triangle. Cause I'm like, Oh, but, Oh, but, and, um, I started to look, um, on Goodreads And I looked at a couple of the reviews and several of them were like, I don't want to spoil it, but she chose the right person. And I'm like, but which one's the right person? (laughs) So I will probably be finishing that this weekend because I need to know who she's going to pick. But that's what I'm currently reading is uh, Gravity by Sarah Kate. Yeah, love triangles are tricky because you have to make readers want both the heroes or heroines if it's the other kind of love triangle. But also you have to want the one more that they, so that you don't have half your readers saying, I wish you would have picked the other one. So that's why I wrote Minaj. They can just have both of them. (laughs) Nobody has to pick. (laughs) I will be really stunned if that's how this one turns out. (laughs) All right. Uh, Jess, what are you reading? Well, I have to ask if we're talking about love triangles, are we team Ranger or team Morelli? Team Ranger all the way. Ranger. Thank you. I have no idea what y'all are talking about. Okay, I was going to say, Ronnie, if you see Morelli. (laughs) Janet Ivanovich, Stephanie Plum series, Ranger is the hot one. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to read the first one. It wasn't for me. (laughs) So, sorry. It's 
it is definitely a particular taste. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's okay. We accept you anyway. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay. Uh, what am I reading? I have another Rachel Grant book. <laughs> um, I had about a five hour drive today. And so my Kindle fire has a text to speech. It's like an accessibility feature on it. And mm -hmm. so I just run it through Bluetooth and listen. And so I got through 275 pages of a 370 page book. Wow. Is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. um, this one is Dangerous Ground by Rachel Grant. Um, the It's Fiona and Dean. Dean has lied to get himself on a government contract in the Aleutian Islands. And Fiona is there as an archaeologist, I think. Um, Dean's brother has disappeared. And so he's trying to find his brother now. He thinks his brother is still on the island while like the Navy um, has told him that, nope, we sent your brother back to Seattle. And then he just disappeared and we don't know what, what happened. So Dean's looking for him. So um, bad things happen. It's romantic suspense, but things are scary. Um, Grant does a lot, not just with bad guys, it seems, but with like the environment that you're in. So um, I know Adriana Anders has done that with her latest series also. This is kind of the same thing. Um, one of the lines from the book, which I just looked up is, I don't know, we're three quarters of the way and now all the bad things are happening. Um, they have just made ramen for dinner. And the line is, it was amazing how good food could taste when you were on the run in a volcano after being shot at and almost dying a few times. <laughs> <laughs> so I like it so far, I recommend yes, it. <laughs> I like that voice. Yes. And I'm not a fan of ramen, but I can see where in that moment, right. ramen would be like, awesome. <laughs> And that was, there was an, a tip embedded in there. Don and I are, are always giving library tips and things. So now y'all know on your Kindle, if you have a certain kind of Kindle, you could get talk to text or text to talk, whatever the reverse is and listen to it in your car. So um, good tip. But Stacy, what are you reading right now? Well, I just cracked the cover on it. So I don't know if it totally counts, but um, I'm a short story writer. So I love anthologies. And so if you're ever interested in um, checking out new authors who also write short stories as well as novels, it's a fun way to see if one um, appeals to you. Mm -hmm. And the one I recently picked up is called Crime Hits Home. And it's an anthology that's um, published by Mystery Writers of America, or they put it out. SJ Roseanne is the editor. Um, and it's about crime at home. So <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited to read the stories in there, but um, that's about as far as I've got. <laughs> so when you say crime at home, do you mean like home invasions or do you mean like domestic? Well, I haven't read all the stories yet, but I think, yes, it could apply oh, okay. to either. <laughs> um, yes. Okay. Yes. I think it's a wide ranging <laughs> selection of stories and their primary focus is that theme. So with anthologies, which I'm sure you all know, um, but for the listener, your listeners, um, usually an anthology editor will get together and pick a specific theme and then short story writers will write um, their take on that particular theme. And it's always nice when you have a wide variety of creative perspectives on how to tell a story using that theme. Yeah, I think anthologies, a lot of people forget about anthologies, but if you're wanting to try new authors, it's like the best way to just kind of dip into something, have a little 30 page story and get an idea of their voice and their style. Um, I, I've written for a couple myself and I feel like new readers, you know, do discover you because they're like, oh, I really liked how your, your humor or whatever it is about a certain author. Um, so if you don't want to jump into a whole book for somebody, it's a great way to try um, new people. So good tip on that too. 
Um, I am currently reading. So you know how like you didn't know a book existed and then you see it come across like your feed or something. And you're like, oh my God, that exists. So this is one of those books this week for me. So this is The Other Half of the Grave by Janine Frost. Um, if you're familiar with the Night Huntress series, the first book is Halfway to the Grave and Halfway to the Grave is um, only from Kat's point of view. So the heroine Kat is kind of a vampire hunter. She's half vampire herself, but she hates that part of herself. She has a whole backstory for that reason. Um, and she goes out and tries to kill vampires. But in the first book, she tries to kill Bones, um, who, if you watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer, gives me strong Spike vibes. But his name is Bones, and I'm not going to call him Spike because I just did that and we edited it out. So <laughs> listen for bloopers um, after the show. But anyway, this series is long running. I don't remember how many books it has in it, but she has recently released this new book, The Other Half of the Grave, and it's just from his point of view. And at the beginning of the story, she has um, a note that says, even if you've read the other book, you're going to get a different story here because people see things different ways. They hear dialogue and remember it different ways. Um, so you're going to hear how Bones processed all of those events and how he heard, heard what she said and took it. Um, and so it's been a long time since I read book one and I wanted to get back into this series, but I, I hate rereading. Like I really am not a big rereader. So the thought of like going back and rereading to catch up on the series was not that appealing to me, but now I can catch up this way and get a different perspective from the hero's point of view um, and kind of get back into that world. So I've only read probably three chapters of it, but I'm loving his POV. One of my complaints about the series was that I didn't have his POV. I love hero POV. It's my favorite to write. Um, and so it's really my favorite to read too, because I just, I want to know what they think of the heroine. I want to know all their like deep feelings and stuff when they're not showing it to her that they really do like her. Um, but if you have any like itch to watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer again, and you want it in a book, um, I do recommend the Night Huntress series by Janine Frost. I would start with Halfway to the Grave if you haven't read it yet. Read the original first, and then you could get his POV. Um, what I thought was interesting, just from an editorial point of view, and maybe y'all can comment on this, but this book was written in like 2000, uh, early 2000s. And so mobile phones, cell phones and stuff weren't a big thing. Like some people had them, but if you didn't have it, it wasn't a huge deal. So in the first book, she doesn't have a mobile phone, but then in this one, she's written in like the one from his perspective, she's written in now the new technology. But in my mind, I'm like, but that story took place in 2000, whatever. And now we're like, so that weirded me out a little bit. I get why she did it. Cause if somebody's brand new to the series and they pick it up, they're like, why the hell didn't she have a cell phone? Um, but yeah, thoughts, if editors in the room, would you suggest changing things like that? <laughs> Jess and I are looking at each other like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I think it's the same world. It's the same time. If you're going to write a new story about that same time, I feel like the first book would then need to be edited to match up. That's what I agree with that completely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That was my feeling too. I just thought it was a strange choice, but my guess is they had some marketing reason of new readers or something, something, but it doesn't affect the story. It just, it was a weird thing that I, you know, as a writer, I was like, huh, I don't think I would, like, if I went back to my old stories to rewrite something from it, it'd have to be in that year, whatever I wrote it, I'd have to set it in that year. Cause then it throws off the whole timeline. I don't know, but that is my currently reading. And now it's time for our rad recs of the week, which are our top picks that we put on our page. Um, you can 
get that list at the rad reading podcast website. We'll put a link in the show notes, but these are the books that we love, 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 and want to put on our permanent list for recommendations. So Dawn, what is your rad rec of the week? Well, I was looking at mine and I was surprised. I have never recommended this because it is May. We are in Texas. We are looking at a record high tomorrow. It's supposed to be 95 tomorrow. So this summer is just going to be brutal. So my rad wreck of the week is Summer Sisters by Judy Bloom. Hmm. And I kind of got the Summer Sister vibe from Gravity that I'm reading by Sarah Kate. But Summer Sisters starts in 1977. I should back up and say... Judy Bloom is amazing and I love her and I adore her. And I have a copy of this book signed by her, which is like one of my treasured items <laughs> in my life. Um, this is an adult book. This is not one of her YAs. And it starts in 1977 where this girl named Caitlin, who's from a very well-to-do family, her family summers in Martha's Vineyard every year. And she picks this girl named Victoria and it's like, hey, we're going to be friends you're coming with me to Martha's Vineyard this summer because I want somebody to hang out with. Mm -hmm. And they are both from different classes, but Victoria goes and it follows them from being like early teenagers all the way up through adulthood and how that dynamic works and the fact they don't really spend a whole lot of time together during like the school year. That's why they're summer sisters Mm -hmm. and what twists and turns their life takes it very much has a beaches vibe if you remember that movie from way back when so it is not a romance it is I would put it now as women's fiction but I mean it's just Judy Bloom and right she's just awesome so that is my I I was really shocked it wasn't already on the page yeah I think I actually have this book on my shelf and have not read it like I think I have that one in paper so I'll have to add it to my list and plus we're going into summer we're going to be doing a summer recommendation episode soon um but we're giving you early previews of books you can read by the pool today. So that works out. Um, my rad rec, I'm going to take a sharp left turn from anything I've talked about today, but um, mine is an audiobook, and it's called Taste Makers, Seven Immigrant Women Who Revolutionized Food in America by Mayuk Sin. I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. Um, so I highly recommend this one audio, but it's nonfiction. It is about seven women who came to the U.S. at different times um, in history and introduced America to a certain cuisine. So like the first one is a woman who immigrated from China and she starts, you know, a restaurant in uh, California and it introduces people to, you know, a cuisine they had not been exposed to at all. So if you have listened to this podcast at all, y'all know I love a food memoir. I love a cookbook. I love anything about food. This was fascinating to me. It goes through a bunch of different cuisines. So there's Chinese, um, French, Italian, Jamaican, Indian. I might be missing something in there. Um, And then there's also a little like interlude about Julia Child, who, though not an immigrant, really did introduce America um, to French cooking and all of that. So if you have a Julia Child thing like I do, you also get a little of that in the book. But it has a orange kind of bland cover. It was apparently a book of the month, like extra pick and I am a book of the month subscriber. And I don't remember it at all. Cause I totally would have picked this. Um, so I came across it again and I was like, wait a second, this is about food. <laughs> like you don't even get that vibe from the cover. Um, so if you just see it in the store, you're not probably going to be drawn to it. It's kind of a plain cover, but I thought it was really interesting. And I don't think we think about, um, these women who brought this food, like we have such a diverse, 
um, food landscape now in America that we just take for granted that you can go down the street and get Indian food, or you can go down the street and get Mexican food. That was one of the cuisines I think I forgot was Mexican. How could I forget Mexican food? <laughs> it's like I know, favorite. Right? What's wrong with me? Um, and a lot of these women didn't get full credit because they were women, they were immigrants, they, you know, weren't respected for what they were doing. Um, so it, it's stories that needed to be told, I think, but great on audio, put it on in your car. It'll make you hungry because they're going to talk about all this delicious food. Um, but I really, really liked it. So that is Tastemakers um, by Mayuk Sin. And that is our casual Friday episode. It is. And thank you so much to our guests, um, Jess and Stacy. Why don't you tell us how listeners can find you if they want to find you on social media or say hi, or thank you for your book recommendations. Uh, for Jess, um, on Instagram and TikTok, I'm at Ica Edits. Um, I'm in the middle of changing to a different company name, so you can probably find me for a while, but it might change eventually. <laughs> um, my website is just jessicasnyderedits.com. Okay. And we'll definitely put the links in the show notes too, so y'all don't have to write anything down. <laughs> and you can find me at stacywoodson.com. Right. And Stacey, you said you write mystery. Do you exclusively write short stories? Yes. Okay. Awesome. So if you're looking to try mystery short stories, now, you know, someone, so you can go try her stories and we'll put links for both of them in our show notes. We'll put links to Stacy's um, stories. So y'all can access those, but we are glad you joined us. And we hope that every book you pick up until we see you next time is rad reading. Thanks you guys. Thank you. Bye. Funny, I'm gonna interrupt you. Uh-huh. You're saying Spike. Is his name Spike, or did you? No, know? <laughs> it is not. It is Bones. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> yes. Let Rewind. me restart the whole thing. <laughs>